entrepreneurs, small business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builder Show. I'm honored you have decided to join us today. I'm Marty Wolf, along with my sidekick, Carrie Carney, and our producer, Mr. Tom Jenkins. We are going to do our best to inform, educate, and inspire you, our audience of entrepreneurs, small business owners, and anyone who is seeking excellence in their personal and professional lives. Our special guest today is Paul Martinelli. Paul is the president of the John Maxwell team, and his story of how he got there is both inspirational and instructive. I want you to be sure you listen very carefully when Paul talks about goals and the errors people make when laying out those goals. Have a pen and paper ready when Paul starts talking about goals and the mistakes many of us make. So with Paul Martinelli inspiring us, we will be talking about inspiration, motivation, And that you are not late. Ah, not late for what, right, Carrie and Tom? Not late for what? It's it's never too late. Okay, as the old guys say. (laughs) (laughs) You're not too late. Well, you need to stay with us to find out what we are really talking about. You'll find it very interesting. But let's get started, Carrie, uh, by discussing an article from the New York Times: The Secret. Of effective motivation. Now, as we always do, let, let me put in a discla- not a disclaimer, just um, give credit. I guess this this uh, we got this from Daniel Pink's blog. Uh, he's one of our favorites, Daniel Pink, to sell a human book, right? Daniel personally sent me this email. <laughs> And I'm amongst glad. another hundred or two hundred thousand people, but I personally got this email well, to me, dear Carrie. Well, that's correct. So that is that is absolutely correct. And thank you for sharing it with me. So we got this information from Daniel Pink's blog, and this uh, title of this article is "The Secret of Effective Motivation." And um, two folks wrote that: Amy, oh boy, Rizniewski. Beautiful. Not Very bad. Good. And Barry Schwartz. Now, I want to tell you what their backgrounds are quickly so we can get into this, because this is a little deep, Carrie. Uh, Amy is an associate professor of organizational behavior at the Yale School of Management, and Barry Schwartz is a professor of psychology at Swarthmore College. Wow, Tom, huh? New York Times, Yale. Pretty smart people. I I wanted to follow up. I know a a young man uh, that went to school with my son that is down in Swarthmore. And in the psychology field, I wanted to follow up uh, with his name is Aaron Mattis to say, Aaron, Check this professor out if you don't have them yet. Well, like we said earlier on a couple of the shows, they're finally hitting the big time to run the Business Builders show. So let's get to the secret of effective motivation, according to those two folks. And they start out by saying there's two kinds of motive for engaging in any activity. Motive, I'm going to substitute the reason, the word reason. There's two kinds of motive or reason for engaging in any activity. And they say those two are internal and instrumental. Uh, write those down so you can follow along with this. Internal and instrumental. For instance, 
If a scientist conducts research because she wants to discover important facts about the world, that's an internal motive. But if she conducts the same research because she wants to achieve scholarly renown, that's an instrumental motive. You get it? She's focused internally to just do great work. That's internal. If she wants to be recognized for that work, that's what these scholars are calling instrumental motive. This is really fascinating, this whole story. So what mix of motives or reasons, instrumental or internal or both, is most conducive to success? Should you have one? One or the other. One or the other or both. What should you do? And so they say, well, surely two motives are better than one. That would make sense to most of us, I would think. But they say from the study that they did for the National Academy of Sciences, I'm going to read it. Instrumental motives are not always an asset and can actually be counterproductive to counterproductive to success. Wow. See, I can't even say the words, and that's not even a big word. Can, can I jump in here? Let's if our audience it. would think of it in this terms, internal motives would be intrinsic. You want to save the world. External or instrumental motives would be a byproduct or an extern extrinsic. Right. Fame, fortune, notoriety. Stay with the with that being the case and a little clearer understanding. But well, they are saying at the very beginning of this article that ins, instrumental motives are not always an asset and they can actually work against you. Now, here's what they did. They did a study of eleven thousand three hundred and twenty cadets entering classes at the United States Military Academy at West Point. And what did they find? They found that, hey, if they wanted to, they joined West Point and, and, and volunteered for that. Motives like a desire to get a good job later, would that be instrumental or internal? Definitely instrumental. Correct. And, or a desire to be trained in the leader of the United States Army. They wanted to be a leader in the United States Army. Instrumental or internal? Internal. Doing very well here. So how did these cadets fare years later? And what they found, unsurprisingly, is that the folks with strong internal reasons, they wanted to become leaders in the Army. They did well. They became commissioned officers. Also, unsurprisingly, the cadets with internal motives did better in the military. They got promotions. They, they did really, really well. Um, and actually, they checked this five years later. And then when they went a little deeper, what they found is that, um, let's see, I lost my train of thought. Those with internal motives were also likely to stay in the military after five years. Unless, and this is the important and surprising point, they also had strong instrumental motives. What that simply means is that did they join for the right reason? So here's the lesson. And study and get this article from the New York Times, The Secret of Effective Motivation. We often hear from companies, you know, that you need to reward people with money and those kinds of things. And even in the Army, it said, if you can find the right leaders to join for the right reason, what do they do sometimes? They offer money for college or career training or opportunity to see the world. Um, you know, now that may actually work in the short term, but what they point out in this article, but does that really develop great soldiers? And they come up with a strong case to say, if you do your work really, really well for the right reasons, for the internal reasons, 
there usually are positive consequences as a result of doing that. So if you focus on doing the right things in the right order and the right way, you will probably have success in your career, and they call that a consequence Mm -hmm. of your good action. So in the companies that we work with, and a lot of companies today, they talk about uh, motivation and giving the awards and and money and all these other kinds of things. Um, Maybe you should think a little deeper about that and think about the internal rewards. So again, the New York Times, the secret of effective motivation came to us through Daniel Pink. You might be able to find this on Daniel Pink's uh, website also. And Carrie, your point is a good one. It's intrinsic versus extrinsic. The two of them together um, sometimes clash. So we need to take a short break. When we come back, we'll, we, will, we will be with our guest, Paul Martinelli, and we'll be talking about inspiration and leadership. We'll be right back. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Marty Wolf here. I want to introduce you to my newest sponsor, Live Mercury. As you know, I put a premium on real-world experience. That's why, when I decided to upgrade my web presence, I sat down with Live Mercury, a digital agency that specializes in taking a strategic approach to success online. Every one of their strategy experts has extensive experience starting new ventures as well as working with existing businesses to achieve success. Now, I'll let you know when my new site launches, but in the meantime, I have a very special offer for the first 10 listeners who go to... 30 minutes with my marketingcoach.com. I've asked Live Mercury to give the first 10 listeners who go to 30 minutes with my marketingcoach.com a no obligation 30 minute review of your website with the Live Mercury website strategy expert. Go to 30 minutes with my marketingcoach.com right now and apply some real world experience to your web presence. For your next regional or national meeting, are you looking for a professional facilitator to keep things on track so your meeting meets the objectives? Have you assembled a group of subject matter experts for a panel and you need a moderator who is skilled in keeping the conversation focused on what really matters? Do you want a speaker for your next meeting who will engage the audience in a way that makes the meeting fun and memorable? Marty Wolf of The Business Builder Show is available for your next important event. You can contact him at... 570-815-1626. Marty has facilitated hundreds of meetings in all kinds of settings. He has interviewed hundreds of CEOs, authors, professional speakers, and thought leaders from many different industries. Planning an important meeting? Want to feel confident you will achieve the results you planned for? Then call Marty Wolf at 570-815-1626. Or log on to MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. Presenting the thought leaders of today, it's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Welcome back to the Business Builders Show. Our special guest today is Paul Martinelli. Paul is an internationally acclaimed speaker, trainer, and coach. And for Paul Martinelli, it's all about belief and hard work. Paul has shared the stage with several personal development masters, such as John Maxwell, Bob Proctor, Wayne Dyer, and Les Brown, and others. One of the things that Paul says is, quote, there's real power in challenging the conviction of what you believe about yourself. Paul, welcome to the Business Builder Show. Hey, thanks, Marty. It's great to be here, and thank you to all your listeners. Thanks. Okay, let's start uh, 
in the early stages, um, you know, of, of your development. And, and I'm reading your bio, and I found something really fascinating. Uh, I guess you're around uh, age 14, I believe this was. And somebody, a lot of people who recognize this name, recruited you to do something. Tell us about that. Yeah, I was, a, yeah, I was a, right around 14, 15 years old. I was uh, pretty heavily involved in the martial arts at the time, and I was recruited uh, to join the Guardian Angels. Uh, it was a group uh, of kind of an anti-crime organization started in New York City by the founder, Curtis Sliwa. These were the guys in the 70s and 80s, very popular group to kind of, and controversial, that wore red berets, made up of mostly inner-city youth, uh, rode the subway system in New York City and then in cities outside uh, New York where there were no public uh, subway systems. We did most of our work, like when I was in Pittsburgh, in public public housing projects mm-hmm. and in, in kind of gang-ridden neighborhoods. And that was really, um, you know, you can look back, Marty, at times in your life where, uh, you know, at the time you don't realize what's happening, but you look back and you could see that there was kind of divine intervention. It was mm. it was such a powerful thing for me because, you know, up until that time, I was uh, I was really struggling with self confidence and self image, self worth. I was a stutterer, had stuttered my entire life, mm. and so I I had been told, you know, that I was. You know, dumb and stupid most of my life. You know that you know on the on on the playground of life. Let's face it, kids can be cruel, right? Yep. If, yep. if there's if there's any difference, and there always is a difference. If there's any difference between us and others, uh, you know, all the other kids on the you know, kind of playground kind of tease. And for me, it wasn't that I had you know a big nose or big ears. It was that every time I opened my mouth, I I I I, I sp- 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 spoke like this. Mm-hmm. And the kids had a, you know the kids had a field day with that, mm. and you know so. I, they would tease me and say, hey, the, the, the dummy, and hey, the, the stupid. And, you know, I have found in, in, you know, in my study that beliefs are really created two ways. They're, they're created through spaced repetition of time. That's hearing something over and over and over again until it becomes fixed in our other than conscious mind. That's mm-hmm. really the power of affirmations, isn't it? Right? Mm, yeah, it's, it's right. Repeating. And then the second way is through an emotional sudden impact. When something happens, that it felt it jars everything that we used to believe into a new paradigm. Uh, I think the whole world experienced that on, you know, uh, you know, September 11th. I think, you know, our belief about what what other people were capable of doing, mm-hmm. our belief about safety, our belief about all kinds of things changed, mm-hmm. and that was an emotional sudden impact. And so, for me, when I joined the Guardian Angels uh, in Pittsburgh and, and began to be part of that organization. It, it it was really my first step in being being able to begin to see my value and yeah. begin to develop some self confidence. And then uh, what I didn't realize was to be under the leadership of Curtis Lee was just absolutely amazing. At a time in my life where I was very impressionable, um, you know, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. He, I was real active in the group until I was uh, twenty two years old when I had started my first business. So from about 15, 14 and a half to, you know, 21, 22 years old, uh, I was, I was really being mentored mm-hmm. by one of, one of the best kind of fundamental leadership guys uh, in, in the country. Who was that? Curtis Sliwa. 
Oh, Angel. in addition to Curtis yeah. Lee, I thought you were referring. You were. I'm sorry. So it was Curtis. Yeah. All right, oh, got it. it. Was, yeah, it was absolutely Curtis. Because I mean, that's yeah. exactly what I was thinking about. You know what? A, what a lesson in leadership. You can't. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, here's here's you know when you think about leadership, and of course, I'm I'm president of the John Maxwell team, we're the world's largest leadership training pro company in the world, mm-hmm. and business partners with John Maxwell, who's the number one leadership guru in the world, and. You know, we, we teach that, you know, for most people, most people's understanding of leadership is positional leadership, right? This is where, you know, somebody says, well, you're the leader. Mm. And, you know, just because, just, you know, just because you're, you're positionally the leader doesn't mean you're the leader at all. Mm. And the, 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 true, the true test of any leader is try to get a volunteer to do something. Right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and, and then, and so Curtis Lewa, Curtis Lewa, you know, in 1979, when he started the Guardian Angels, he was able to not only get volunteers to do something, but he was able to get young, black and Hispanic inner city youth. Mm. Some of, you know, in what we would call you know, the arc of the cesspool of crime in neighborhoods, mm. and get them to go out and and and, and you know, not only risk their life, but take a stand for good when, you know, many of their peers were taking the stand for bad. And so, uh, he was he was truly uh, just just a great leader to learn from. Yeah, I I could absolutely see that. I mean, what a well, yeah, absolutely a clinic at at a young age, and, and exactly. so so that kind of formed a basis at some point early at an early age. Also, you started a business. I, I'd love to talk about that. Like, what would that what did that look like? And, uh, yep. and talk tell me about that. You know, I can tell you this. Uh, you know, I I was always. And I mean always. I was the kid in the neighborhood who was always cutting grass, raking leaves, shoveling snow, collecting bottles. It, I sold peanuts. I sold peanuts on the corner in the strip district in Pittsburgh. Mm. I sold light bulbs door to door. I was always an entrepreneur. Mm. I just, uh, I, it's just in my blood. And um, when I was 20, 22 years old, I uh, kind of resigned my position from the Guardian Angels. I had moved. I was traveling with Curtis for. Oh, about the last three years, I organized groups in Chicago, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Atlanta, Jacksonville, Miami, Tampa. And then we came into West Palm Beach. And at 22, uh, I resigned. I had $200 in a dream. Hmm. I got a used used vacuum cleaner, a bottle of Windex, a bottle of furniture polish. And I started a cleaning company called At Your Service. And I just went door to door to door asking people if I could clean their offices late at night. And it was from there where I started the cleaning company. And, um, you know, I, I, again, I, I, I think I was, it's one of these times again of divine intervention where, where God puts people in your way. And at this point I, I started to build that business, Marty. And for the first year, um, you know, it seemed like things were going well. And then all of a sudden I got stuck. And I think all of your listeners can, relate to this. There's times in our lives where everything we're doing up until a certain point works until it stops. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know? Things are going and, good and, and then oops. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and and it's not even that anything necessarily bad happens. It's just that it just it just you just stop growing and you don't know why. And and I didn't know why. Uh-huh. And it seemed like, you know, I was I was on the proverbial two steps forward, one step back. I would hire a new hire a new crew, get them trained, and then one of my leaders would leave. Or I would pick up, you know, a, a really big account and I would lose five or six of my smaller ones. And I didn't know what, what, why or what was going on. 
And again, I think God put a, a person in my life. He put a guy by the name of Patrick Hayes. Patrick was a 45-year-old retired um, municipal bond trader from Wall Street hmm. who had made a gazillion dollars right. and was retired. And it was living down here in, in Jupiter Island. And um, a friend of mine met Patrick and said, you know, you should go talk to this guy. Uh, he's a pretty unique guy, and I think you would get along with him. And I I had, you know, I, I was a positive thinking guy. Patrick had a business called Ideas and Things. It was kind of like, this is 1990, maybe, mm-hmm. 1990. So, you know, coaching, this is back when you, if you said you were a coach, people would ask what sport, right? Yeah, right. They, you know, <laughs> I understand, yeah. And, yeah. and um, so Patrick had this business called Ideas and Things where he was, he was working with young entrepreneurs. Stop. And, uh, you know, Paul, let's stop right there because we need to tar- take a sure. short break. And, and when we do come back, you'll pick it up right there. You met Patrick. You're kind of at a, at a challenging point in your career with your business, and, uh, and you needed some help, and, uh, and in comes Patrick. So when we come back, we'll pick it up there. You're listening to the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf, and our special guest is Paul Martinelli, and we'll be right back. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Marty Wolf here. I want to introduce you to my newest sponsor, Live Mercury. As you know, I put a premium on real-world experience. That's why, when I decided to upgrade my web presence, I sat down with Live Mercury, a digital agency that specializes in taking a strategic approach to success online. Every one of their strategy experts has extensive experience starting new ventures as well as working with existing businesses to achieve success. Now, I'll let you know when my new site launches, but in the meantime, I have a very special offer for the first 10 listeners who go to... 30 minutes with my marketing coach.com. I've asked Live Mercury to give the first 10 listeners who go to 30 minutes with my marketing coach.com a no obligation 30 minute review of your website with the Live Mercury website strategy expert. Go to 30 minutes with my marketing coach.com right now and apply some real world experience to your web presence. The greatest customer experience I've ever encountered originated in an unlikely location. However, it created a story that's gone viral on YouTube and has been heard in person by over a million people. Driver of the cab, it's going to be mine, jumps out of his cab, points at me in the front of the line and shouts, Are you ready for the best cab ride of your life? He said, I'm Taxi Terry. Great, I got the motivational cab driver. <laughs> this is Scott McCain. The lessons I learned from that amazing cab driver form the basis of my new book, Seven Tenets of Taxi Terry, how every employee can create and deliver the ultimate customer experience. No matter your position or the size of the organization where you work, you can grow your business and create distinction with these seven lessons. This new book is available on Amazon.com and wherever business books are sold. If a cab driver can deliver the ultimate customer experience, you can too. Discover the tenets to distinctive success in the Seven Tenets of Taxi Terry. Informing, educating, and encouraging. The Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Welcome back to the Business Builder Show. We're uh, speaking with Paul Martinelli. Uh, look up Paul. And Paul, how do they do that? What would you suggest how people can connect with you? Oh, uh, well, thank you for that. You can find me right on uh, paulmartinelli.net um, uh, is you know my website, and that's a great way to connect with me. 
dot uh, net, not dot com. Yeah. Dot net. Yeah, dot. Yeah, there's a there's a realtor dot uh, com in in Canada who, who who doesn't want to sell the domain name. So I'm dot net. He's dot com. Okay. Well, it's working out. You're doing okay. It's working out. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing fine. Well, yeah. speaking of doing okay, you know, so you were in your business. You're a young man. You're in your business. You're. Uh, I guess you ran into maybe a little bit of a wall, and then. Uh, Something yeah. happened. You, you you got connected to a gentleman by the name of Patrick. Continue that for us. Yeah, and um, Patrick uh, Patrick Patrick put in my hands a book called Think and Grow Rich. Mm. Okay, it changed my life. Yeah. Now, I've read the book now since then, Marty. I without without exaggeration, at least a thousand times I've read the book. Wow. Uh, I, I I I devoured the book. I I figured that I was going to do whatever Patrick told me to do. Yeah, and what he told me to do is he told me, you know, that I was gonna I was gonna read the book and I was gonna read the book and I was gonna read the book mm-hmm. until I understood the book and I and I was applying the book. Mm-hmm. And he worked with me. Let me just share with you. I think I think this. You know, I I, um, I want to leave people with something that they can use. You know, and um, and so here's 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 one one big aha. Okay, that, that I realized. I'm Here ready. It is. I'm ready. It's that most people fail to achieve their goals, not because they lack talent, skill, or resource. It's because they make one of these five critical errors when they set the goal. In other words, I'm going to suggest that if you've ever set a goal and failed to achieve it, I'm going to suggest it wasn't because the timing wasn't right or you didn't have enough time or money or you didn't have the skill or talent or resource. I'm going to suggest that you were doomed from the beginning in the embryonic stages of setting the goal if you set goals one of these five ways. And most people do because, you know, goal setting is an intellectual process. It's a skill. And most people never really learn the skill of mm-hmm. goal setting. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what I mean by that in terms of intellectual faculties or intellectual processes in the book that can grow rich, Hill has a, has a line there that, like, changed my life. Mm-hmm. See, you know, he studied he studied twenty five thousand people for twenty years before right. he writes the book. Right. And five hundred of them are the wealthiest, most successful people. He studied and worked with Edison, Ford, Rockefeller, the Wright brothers, Alexander Graham Bell. We were talking heavy hitters. Yeah. And in and in the book, he says this. He says, I've come to the conclusion that it was not an abundance of generalized or even specialized knowledge that led these people on to great success. It's that they had developed their intellectual faculties to such a degree that they could create or attract whatever it is that they wanted in their lives. Now, for me, I was a high school dropout. Mm-hmm. So when, he, when he's saying that it wasn't an abundance of generalized or specialized knowledge, I was like, hallelujah. It's not about having, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's not about brain. Right, you yes. Know, uh, that's... that's but the bad point is, is I didn't know what he meant by intellectual faculties. And I, I've, I've, you know, I've come to understand that when we set goals, what most people do is we use the intellectual faculty of reason and memory. Uh-huh. In other words, we tap into our reason. Our reason is based on our logic, and our logic is based on our beliefs. And your beliefs and your logic and your reasoning has gotten you right to where you are, but it won't take you any further. Mm-hmm. You, can't export, mm-hmm. you can't export that which you don't have. Mm. And so... So in order, in order for us, in order for us to go beyond that, we can't just tap into our memory, which is our stored historical past either. Mm-hmm. The other, the intellectual faculty we have to use is our imagination. 
Ah, good. We have to, yep. We have to imagine beyond it. So here's 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 the five mistakes, and I'll do them real quickly. Do we have a minute? Yeah, we do. We a minute. Go through okay. them. Yep, absolutely. So, so, so here's the first mistake. People people make goals based on what um, what what they know to do on, on on what they know they can do. In other words, companies do this all the time. They look at what they did last year. Last year they did ten percent. So this year it's ten percent. We know we can do that. Mm-hmm. And so that becomes the goal. And the, the problem there is, is that there's no inspiration that, that no matter what you do, any, any amount of growth requires a price. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Whether it's small incremental change or big change, the universe knows no difference between the law of polarity, right? The law of polarity tells us that there's, there's no difference between big or small. It just is. Okay. Right? It, it, it just is. And so there's a price that you're going to have to pay to grow even 10% or 50%. And I'm going to suggest if the reward isn't great enough, when life gives you the payment plan, which is usually the proverbial punch in the nose, yeah, right. um, what most people do is they surrender their goal. Right. They step, Maslow said this, he said people's, people either step forward into growth or backwards into safety. And most people go back to the comfort zone. The okay. second mistake people make is, is they make, they, they set a goal based on a plan. In other words, they take inventory of conditions and circumstances. They look at the market, the housing bubble, is it piece in the Middle East, mm-hmm. you know, what's oil prices going to be. And, and they, they, they put all their emotional energy into a plan. And you and I both know in a, in a, in a universe governed by law, one of the laws is the law of vibration. It tells us that everything in the universe is in a constant state of change. Yep. But by the, yep. time, by, the, by the time we're done making the plan, all the conditions and circumstances for the plan change. Yep. And so... <laughs> So what happens is, is the plan begins to go, you know where, and what happens is, is we put all of our eggs in our plan basket. So we surrender the goal. We lower the expectation of the goal to match the failing plan. Yep. Paul, I want, that all the time. I, I want to make sure we get it all done. So keep moving along. So we get, because yep. I'm, I'm intrigued and I'm listening carefully, but I want to get you, to all their points. You bet. Number, number three is people say goals based on uh, the requirement of knowing how. In okay. other words, when somebody suggests they're going to have a goal beyond their conditions and circumstances. Friends, family members, or coworkers say, how are you going to do that? And, you know, the implication is if you don't know how, it means you can't. So then we lower goals to based on what we know we can do and how we can do it. And the truth is, is the Wright brothers didn't have a pilot's license. There you You're go. You're not going to know how to do it. Yeah, there you go. Good one. Good one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, 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 fourth, the, the, fourth, the fourth mistake people make is, is they question their worthiness to have the goal. We get so hung up on, you know, being humble and humility. Uh, you know, Adrian Rogers said that you know, humility is rebellion. Um, you, know, you should never question. You should never question your worthiness to have the goal. You should question whether the goal is worthy of you. You're going to have to trade your life for it. I love that. Yeah. Scientific getting rich. Wallace D. Waddle says you have a right to be rich. Yeah. Well, uh, by the way, I, I read that book. By the way, Wallace oh, Waddle. Great book. How about that? Oh, you know. Great. Okay. Yeah. Number five, because we're down to our Number last five. minute. <laughs> Yeah, last one here is is that people think that the purpose of the goal is to get a goal, and it's not. Uh, the purpose of having the goal to get a home is not to get the home. The purpose of a goal is to cause you to become the person who could who create that in your life. And um, become the person. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and the worthiness thing, Paul, I think is uh, huge. Uh, it's huge, and I run in, I run into that with entrepreneurs that we work with all the time. This has been fantastic for our audience of uh, small business owners and entrepreneurs, and we do need to wrap up. We only have about uh, thirty seconds. Uh, something that you want to drive home in thirty seconds that we didn't talk about? 
Hey, I just want to just uh, I just want to encourage you if you're an entrepreneur, you know, no matter where you're at, you're probably playing too small. Mm. Probably playing too small, and that's hard to hear. But I bet, I bet that there's more talent and ability and potential than you think you have. I would agree. And you're going to help him break out of that. You can reach Paul at paulmartinelli.net. That's paulmartinelli.net. Paul, thank you so much for being part of the Business Builder Show. You bet. Thank you, Marty. Presenting the thought leaders of today, it's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Marty Wolf here. I want to introduce you to my newest sponsor, Live Mercury. As you know, I put a premium on real-world experience. That's why, when I decided to upgrade my web presence, I sat down with Live Mercury, a digital agency that specializes in taking a strategic approach to success online. Every one of their strategy experts has extensive experience starting new ventures as well as working with existing businesses to achieve success. Now, I'll let you know when my new site launches, but in the meantime, I have a very special offer for the first 10 listeners who go to... 30 minutes with my marketingcoach.com. I've asked Live Mercury to give the first 10 listeners who go to 30 minutes with my marketingcoach.com a no obligation 30 minute review of your website with the Live Mercury website strategy expert. Go to 30 minutes with my marketingcoach.com right now and apply some real world experience to your web presence. For your next regional or national meeting, are you looking for a professional facilitator to keep things on track so your meeting meets the objectives? Have you assembled a group of subject matter experts for a panel and you need a moderator who is skilled in keeping the conversation focused on what really matters? Do you want a speaker for your next meeting who will engage the audience in a way that makes the meeting fun and memorable? Marty Wolf of The Business Builder Show is available for your next important event. You can contact him at... 570-815-1626. Marty has facilitated hundreds of meetings in all kinds of settings. He has interviewed hundreds of CEOs, authors, professional speakers, and thought leaders from many different industries. Planning an important meeting? Want to feel confident you will achieve the results you planned for? Then call Marty Wolf at 570-815-1626. Or log on to MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. Presenting the thought leaders of today, it's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Welcome back to the Business Builder Show. Paul Martinelli, I loved the thoughts that he shared with us in terms of five critical errors when we are setting our goals. I want to hit a couple of them real quick. First one he talked about is, we set goals on what we know we can do. Well, that's not really a goal. <laughs> yeah. We already know we can do it. It's based on a plan. Well, guess what? A plan changes every 15 minutes or faster. Um, or, or we set a goal uh, saying that we have to know how to get it done. That's not a goal. <laughs> you know? And then uh, fourth one was uh, we question our worthiness. And be careful of that humility thing. You know, so some errors that we make when we're setting goals. Your goals have to be out there, aspirational, kind of like really tough to get. Otherwise, they're not goals. And be careful, like you said, with that humility, because you don't want it to turn into self-pity. You got it. He also mentions a book. He loves the book, uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I would agree. He read it a thousand times. I've only read it maybe five. <laughs> I, I, I apologize for not keeping up with that. But And I've read something else, not a thousand times. But here's another one that I would suggest. As a man thinketh, 
by James Allen. As a Man Thinketh by James Allen, which I think is uh, just as good as Think and Grow Rich. Okay, let's get to our last segment here, guys, because we we told the audience, uh, we told everybody that we're going to say, you're not too late. And everybody has been waiting to get this information, so we got to share it. You are not late. And this comes to us from Kevin Kelly, and he is the... I believe co-founder, the brainiac, whatever you want to call it, from Wired Magazine. Now, Wired Magazine was the early stages of tech, so they've been around forever. And he starts out this article by saying, can you imagine how awesome it would have been to be an entrepreneur in 1985 when almost any dot-com name you wanted was available? Think of anything in 1985 when it was available, Okay. You wanted to start your business. Just about anything. All words, short ones, cool stuff, whatever you can think of. All you had to do was ask back in 1985. And he brought up a couple of examples, Carrie and Tom, that I thought were hilarious. In 1994, a writer from Wired Magazine noticed that McDonald's.com. The Golden Arches. Was still unclaimed. Wait, when? 94. 1994, McDonald's.com was still unclaimed. So Wired Magazine said, hey, you should probably register it. And, and, well, they did register it, and they tried to give it to McDonald's. McDonald's was... (laughs) So he registers it. He registers And then tries to give it to McDonald's. Try to give it to them. They're kind of like, eh, I don't know what you're talking about. No big big deal. In 1994. (laughs) (laughs) Roughly 30 years ago, right? And he also noticed, Kevin Kelly, or the folks at Wired Magazine, that ABC.com was not claimed. And so he did a presentation to the to the executives ABC, and he says, "You know, you better get your nerd down in the basement and, 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 and kind of kind of get this name locked down, ABC.com." And guess what they did? Nada, nothing. Nope. They didn't. They didn't know it. The internet was wild and crazy back then, wide open in 1994. So you could start a, you could do just about anything you want. Start a search engine. You know, start an online store. It's, whatever you can think about, it was available with virtually no barriers. Now, 30 years later, here we are, 30 years later, and doesn't the internet feel like? There's nowhere to go. There's it's nowhere all been to go. Done. It's, it's already there. All the information you can ask for. It's, it's the apps, platforms, devices. How could you possibly get anything more on the Internet? Well, according to Kevin Kelly, we's just starting. Wow. <laughs> we are just starting. But, yeah, let's recognize 30 years, a lot of cool stuff has happened. 3D maps. Of most cities of the world around the world, an encyclopedia. We can uh, ask questions by just asking at something. Uh, movies we can watch on what he calls a flat slab in our pocket. <laughs> I love that. Virtually every store on the planet, you yep. can go online and order, and it'll be at your house tomorrow. Unbelievable. But. But here's the thing, according to Kevin, in terms of the Internet, nothing has happened yet. The Internet is still at the beginning of its beginning. If we could climb into a time machine and journey 30 years into the future. And from that vantage point, look back to today, we'd realize that most of the greatest products running the lives of citizens in 2044 were not invented until after 
2014. Am I making sense here, Tom? Yep. So we're 30 years down the road, and the products and the things that they're doing, that hopefully we are all doing, we're there, hopefully, in 2044, uh, things that they're doing that weren't even invented how until about some, after 2014. How about some of the futuristics things he talked about? Yeah. Holodecks, wearable virtual reality contact lenses, downloadable avatars, artificial intelligence interfaces, and say, oh, you didn't really have the internet or what they called it back then. Yeah, 2044. unbelievable. They may not even call it the internet. Yeah. It's, it's just from our perspective now, uh, the future is in front of us, and I'm loving the excitement of this. No matter what age you're at, the future is in front of you. There's so much excitement about this. So, what, now think if, when you're there, wouldn't it be so exciting if we really understood that in real depth today? How awesome. Well, they're going to be saying back in 2044, how awesome it would have been to be an entrepreneur in 2014. Well, that ties directly into what you started it with right. Paul Martinelli. Right. You know, knowing, having a goal of what you already know. That's not a goal. Right. Find the unknown and set the unknown as your goal to accomplish it. Right. In 2044, if they call it the Internet, whatever they're going to call it, they're going to say what we've said about 1994. They're going to say foolish things like, you were talking about the Internet uh, ordering products and getting them the next day. How ridiculous is that? You could build that product in your house right now. Yeah. <laughs> you could. Yeah. Using uh, your computer. Through our artificial intelligence, you're on your computer. You're going to have a brainwave thing hooked up to your head. You're going to picture something, and it's going to be an on in, your front porch. An in-house <laughs> 3D printer. Yeah, which is uh, good. It's things like this are already happening. But I we guess, better copyright this show now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so here's the point. Right now, today in 2014 is the best time to start something on the Internet. The best time. And don't be overwhelmed by thinking this is technology. This is inventions and creativity and thoughts and leadership. Anything that can help the human race. That's the way to look at it. Remember we talked about it, our first segment? I, I love this line. Go ahead. There has never been a better time with more opportunities, more openings, lower barriers, higher benefit to risk ratio. Better returns, greater upside than right now, this second, this minute. So don't think about it. Like I'm saying, don't get overwhelmed with technology. Think about the first segment of the show. And we talked about internal versus instrumental motivation. If you think of a product or a service that can help the human race, help be of value to the human race, and you work on that and you think creatively, creativity, yeah, you know what I'm saying, creatively, creatively. thank you, on that, you will make a difference that will start to show up in 2044. Wow. What you may not have realized is that today truly is a wide open frontier. It's the best time ever in human history to begin your business. Wow. You are not too late. You are not late. You're really just at the beginning. How exciting. What an exciting show. I had a lot of fun today. I'm speaking fast. I guess that's the indicator, aren't I? Yeah, not yes. too much coffee either. Too much coffee. I don't know what's going on. So, no, exciting topics. We set out to inform, educate, and inspire you and convince you that you are not only too late, you are at the beginning of great things. Tom and Kerry, thanks for your help in doing the show. We are very proud of 
Special thanks to our guest, Paul Martinelli, speaker, trainer, coach, and president of the John Maxwell team. And Paul's website is paulmartinelli.org. Joining us next week will be Ira Wolf. Sounds familiar. Very. But it's spelled differently. W-O-L-F-E, Ira Wolf. Check him out before the show. He's no relation, spelled differently, and he wrote an article called The Rise and Fall of Trophy Workers. This is going to create some action. I hope you come back next week. We have so much to share with you. I'm Marty Wolf. Thanks for listening, and have a great week. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Marty Wolf here. I want to introduce you to my newest sponsor, Live Mercury. As you know, I put a premium on real-world experience. That's why, when I decided to upgrade my web presence, I sat down with Live Mercury, a digital agency that specializes in taking a strategic approach to success online. Every one of their strategy experts has extensive experience starting new ventures as well as working with existing businesses to achieve success. Now, I'll let you know when my new site launches, but in the meantime, I have a very special offer for the first 10 listeners who go to... 30 minutes with my marketing coach.com. I've asked Live Mercury to give the first 10 listeners who go to 30 minutes with my marketing coach.com a no obligation 30 minute review of your website with the Live Mercury website strategy expert. Go to 30 minutes with my marketing coach.com right now and apply some real world experience to your web presence. The greatest customer experience I've ever encountered originated in an unlikely location. However, it created a story that's gone viral on YouTube and has been heard in person by over a million people. Driver of the cab is going to be mine, jumps out of his cab, points at me in the front of the line and shouts, Are you ready for the best cab ride of your life? <laughs> said, I'm Taxi Terry. Great, I got the motivational cab driver. <laughs> this is Scott McCain. The lessons I learned from that amazing cab driver form the basis of my new book, Seven Tenets of Taxi Terry, how every employee can create and deliver the ultimate customer experience. No matter your position or the size of the organization where you work, you can grow your business and create distinction with these seven lessons. This new book is available on Amazon.com and wherever business books are sold. If a cab driver can deliver the ultimate customer experience, you can too. Discover the tenets to distinctive success in the Seven Tenets of Taxi Terry.